नमस्कार throughout the years and throughout this interaction it's made me start thinking you know how easily we are influenced by each other and how easily we place our expectations on other people and at the age of 26 i was going through a lot of personal changes my grandfather had been very sick and then passed away i had a okay. relationship that wasn't very healthy at the time and um all of these things really opened my eyes to say okay i can't depend on other people for my happiness what do i do um what do i need to change so that my happiness is in my hands and uh, yeah that would be the first um step that i would say um, towards my awakening um but it really only started my spiritual journey consciously i would say around the ages of 30 so 10 years i would say maybe 8 10 years after that and um, where i okay. consciously made a decision to um look into myself my growth um how much my life depended on other people and yeah so that was the start of my spiritual journey and it all had to do with the need to have a child the want the desire to have a child and the difficulty that i was having at the time of falling pregnant that's a great thing you thought about your changes which will take you very closer to the happiness yes and i'm trying to show here it was from the age of 12 and it's still continuing so each little step that a person takes is a step closer to our truth we just have to let the journey happen and that's what i've learned with my experiences and it's a little less control because <laughs> in the past i really loved having control over everything and more allowing things to happen the way they are meant to happen so how's your journey of pregnancy till you become new mom if you can share that like i said i had the spiritual journey to before i felt pregnant and i noticed that why it was taking me so long is that i wasn't prepared for the changes that would happen in my life because um i was conscious of how much i would need to change for my space my home my career and everything would allow a child and when i felt pregnant i think this rearrangement of who i was and this accepting this new change i felt it in my physical body from day one i had a huge pain <laughs> and mainly mm. focusing on my back 
I was mainly at home the whole time. I couldn't work. I couldn't. So the need to let go of that career focus came through this pain. All this changing allowed me to prepare myself and to say, okay, a lot is going to change when the child comes. And I just okay. have, I have to let it happen. I can't really do anything to change that. And when I had my child, this adaption phase, mm -hmm. I would call it, what continued until around three months of his life. So there I continued to feel pain. And then from one moment to the other, pain disappeared. Emotional unbalance that I had calmed down. And from three, after three months, it was all very easy. And the support that I had from my husband was, was brilliant. Was, and is still uh, needed. In this time yes. is really important. True. Yes, mm -hmm. it was, it was really helpful mental um, support mental and also doing things because doing things with the pain that i had i really wasn't able of doing a lot of heavy movements or you know taking care of everything and um, i really needed someone there who could support me and he was always there so that was that was wonderful to have oh, wow so if you also can share what are challenges you faced during this process like happy and sad moments like how you dealt with the process like till the time you gave birth to your baby so when we work with buried spirituality and everything it's all always about going within and mm -hmm. understanding who we are and so like i was mentioning when i was 12 and we moved in with my parents mm -hmm. um, i noticed this change in my mother when she was interacting so closely with my grandmother because the expectations that my grandmother had of her kind of overruled my mother's expectations for herself and so my mother felt a need to change because of someone else and during my pregnancy that was my main focus is not to allow myself because when you're pregnant and when you have a baby the first months you are very easily influenced by the outside world was for me I, I would always go back to this situation in my life to remind myself how important it is for me to stay focused on my needs and not to see it as being selfish but seeing it as something that is really necessary so that I can feel happy and fulfilled and this feeling of happiness can be passed mm -hmm. to the child mm -hmm. so it's very important to understand that when we do something for ourselves that mm -hmm. we create happy feelings our hormones that we release are related to happiness and these hormones do influence the baby but if we yeah. do things to please other people we are creating stress on ourselves and this mm. stress hormone is what the baby is going to receive and so for me it was really important to stay focused on me and not seeing it as being selfish but as the first education that i will give my baby first contact that my baby will have will be a happy contact and happy education so i really did focus on myself and i didn't see it as being selfish and i needed to rest because of my pain so i did decide not to go to work and so all these decisions that i made i made them for me and i i really see the results because i really have a a happy life and we have our ups and downs like every family but you know when you look at your life and you say more than 75% of the time you are happy and you understand each other and you respect each other then it's a really good life so true the way you explain this I think lots of our listeners will definitely love this and I think it's also important for, for 
the listeners to understand that not hard. It's just a different way of seeing things or of thinking because we are educated that we should not be selfish or we are educated that we have to think about other people and, and we forget about ourselves. And so when we forget about the part of us that makes us happy, then life becomes really hard. And I think it's important that we just remind ourselves life is easy and it's okay that it's easy. And yeah, let's let's enjoy life together. That, that would be my, my wish for all the listeners that they allow themselves to enjoy life. Great. I know your new venture, True Beginning, is very special for you. So what inspires you to start this and how Akashic Record plays an important role in it? Our listeners love to hear. So I will start with the name. So the name is, has a very special meaning to, for me. So every, every person has experienced beginnings, new situations in their life. So getting married is a new beginning. Having a baby is a new beginning. Also starting a new school is a new beginning. And for me, all of these beginnings were, no, were not true beginnings until I started focusing on myself. So the true beginning for me started when I decided to leave Portugal and move to Germany. That must have been the first decision that I did, just thinking of my own needs. And um, it was a scary uh, journey. Um, the language was something new for me. The place was new. So I had worked often in Germany, but never lived in Germany. And I've always lived close to my family. And so um, this change was a, a hard change, but I knew it was a necessary change for me. And that's why I call my, my business True Beginning, because that was my true beginning. That was when I took the first step in living my life according to my needs. Um, so my, my, my business is really focusing on um, supporting people, um, mainly parents or mothers, um, to understand themselves. Um, but it was a decision I knew I needed yeah. to make. And um, when okay. I made this decision, I opened up a door for a lot of possibilities to come to me. And um, I met a wonderful man, which is my husband. I have now a beautiful baby, which is um, Lucas. He's 10 months old now. And I started my business. Um, my business is mainly focusing on uh, working in the Akashic Record. Um, the Akashic Records is an energetic database where all our actions and choices are energetically stored. So it is possible for me when I'm working with my clients to understand why they are not reaching their goals. So if a client um, is having difficulty in falling pregnant and it's really something that um, they want as a couple or she wants as a, a woman, it's possible for me to go okay. into the Akashic Records and look up what actions is she doing that are not in congruence or aligned to this need that she has. And so, like I mentioned, I really wanted for, uh, for four years to fall pregnant, but I wasn't really allowing myself the space for a baby. So my, my life was very occupied. My house had everything in order and everything was already defined, which now that I have a child, know that it's impossible to keep. <laughs> you really need to be yeah. more flexible and accept changes that the child brings. And so 
going into the Akashic Records, it's possible for me to see what actions need to change, what energy is blocked. And I also have the possibility to help um, release that energy block so that clients can reach their goal in, an, I would say, a, a fast manner. So manifesting becomes clear. It's also easier for people to understand how they can manifest. And so that's mainly my business. I have currently two programs. Uh, one program is facing mm -hmm. for focusing on coaching individual people with their needs, be it uh, falling pregnant, be it more mm -hmm. money. And the other one is focusing on mm -hmm. parents. I love working with parents mm -hmm. and I love that I can help parents understand and accept their children for who they are at soul level. And this program is mm -hmm. called Fun Family Dynamic because I really do believe mm -hmm. that once we accept each other for who we are, we do create a fun family dynamic. You always say that your focus is children and that's why you support parents and want to be moms. Is that the mission you have? Um, yes. So my focus is um, children and it's always been, <laughs> since I can remember, um, children because I do believe that children are present that help us create a better future. And by presence, I also mean they are gift. They are beautiful beings and they are true in who they are. And so I, I really wish to help parents see that children do know what they need and they do know how to communicate because if a child is hungry, they scream. <laughs> Or if a mm. child is tired, they know how to tell you, hey, it's time to go home. I need to rest. doesn't matter yeah. what age they have. They know how to communicate with us. What is important is that parents are willing to listen. And to mm -hmm. see this communication for what it is and not that the child is being difficult or because babies don't know how to communicate besides screaming. <laughs> so when they need something, yeah. they mm. have to scream. And it's not that they're being difficult. It's just that they, they need to be heard. So like we need to be heard, you know, we use words because yeah. we know them, we've learned them and they use yeah. what they know. And um, yes. so I, I just want and hope to help um, parents understand that communication, understand why the children have different needs. Usually when you have two children, you try and give the same education to two children. And that is not possible because there is no two people that are equal. And so each child needs a different way of educating. And this is actually very easy if we know what the child needs. And that's what my program, Family Dynamics Made Fun, um, really supports parents with is knowing the child so that they know what are the differences between their children, know what the difference between the child and themselves um, is, but also commonalities in the family so that they can find easy way to communicate and, and also to understand the different attitudes from each child. Uh, when I spoke to you during our QA session, you have mentioned that eating habit of children. Can you share with us what is important for parents to consider when it comes to children's eating habits and how these habits are connected to the child's soul? Like I mentioned, each child is different. We are also different. And when we currently in society have rules, we have rules that are generalized. We kind of forget the uniqueness of each person. Um, and this happens also with eating habits. So every country actually has different eating habits. And But we still believe that our eating habits are the right one. And so you have a time to have breakfast and you have a time to have lunch and you are not allowed to eat. I think the normal idea is that every three hours you can eat, but in between those three hours, you shouldn't eat. Some people believe that you should stay without eating more than eight hours. Other people believe that you should eat little and every three hours. And so these are all beliefs. And what we yeah. take these beliefs and we try and make a rule out of them mm -hmm. and that fits everyone. 
And that is not really possible because we are each different. We have different needs. And I usually use the example of my son. He's only 10 months old, but he knows how to communicate with me. He's an independent soul. I would classify him this way. He's very independent. And when mm -hmm. I give him food, I really notice this because if I try and give him food in his mouth, he doesn't eat anything. But if I put it on a plate, allow him to take out and mess the whole house, <laughs> um, then he will eat a lot and he eats and he has no issues with it. So sometimes we force children to eat when they don't want to eat mm -hmm. or we don't allow them to eat when they need to eat. And this brings kind of disorder in their eating habits. And mm -hmm. When parents understand this, they can really help the children that have issues with overweight or with not eating. So the concerns that we have, is he healthy? Is she going to have issues with I've been teased at school because too much um, weight? These are all concerns that we have because yeah. we are focusing on the outside. But mm -hmm. at the same time, we, we are not willing to make decisions that are different because we think, how will society see me if I allow my child to eat, I don't know, cereal at dinner when it's not oh, cereal yeah. that you should eat at dinner you should eat a hot meal at dinner and so these are different ways or approaches that each soul needs and my program really helps parents understand why their child has a eating disorder or but it's not only with eating it's with everything everything that has a rule to it comes from the majority but we are all individual and celebrating our uniqueness and allowing our diversities to shine i would say is the secret family dynamic made fun sounds so interesting can you speak a bit about it and so uh, family dynamics made fun is a two-month program that i have And um, it's basically accessing the Akashic records of each family member, looking into who they are as individuals, what their soul need is mm -hmm. and their purpose. And um, also looking at the differences mm -hmm. between each soul and what is similar and what are the commonalities and how the parents can communicate with the child, considering who the child is, but also not losing sight of who they are. So it's, it's also okay. um, an empowering program for the parents so that they know exactly what they need and how they have to show up also so that they also feel fulfilled mm -hmm. and happy. And, and that's why the, the, the name of the program is really uh, Family Dynamics Made Fun. It's not only fun for the children, but it's also fun for the parents. <laughs> yeah, because we parents all already programmed that lots of things in our mind about how to uh, feed the food to baby what is the timing everything so i think that way we need to thought in a different way at least uh, to think about a child's prospect also about it yeah exactly so i, I was just going to say uh, yeah that that's right looking at the child's perspective and also allowing the, the parent to uh, know that it's okay to respect the child so that the parent doesn't feel like they're doing something wrong. You know, this, this evaluation that we have from society has a lot of um, influence on um, how we uh, feel and, and um, why we force our children into fitting into society you know the idea that all children have to be the same or if the neighbor's child um, does this then you have to do it better and um, and 
it, it allows the, the parents also the freedom to make the decisions that they want to make without worrying about how they're going to look in the eyes of other people. Yeah, that's a great tip for all the listeners. So what about your passion? Do you like cooking and baking? Oh, I, I love, <laughs> I love the kitchen. Um, mm. I started with the kitchen very, very young. And I was always helping my mom <laughs> when she would do her baking. Okay. I was also the one forcing kind of the baking because I, I love the experience of being in the kitchen and creating new things. Um, I, oh, have wow. a, I have a, a limitation with food. So I am intolerant to milk sugar and fruit sugar. And I found this out mm -hmm. around six years ago. And since then, I've been taking my favorite baking mm -hmm. recipes and adjusting them so that they don't have any milk products or if they have milk products that it's um, low in lactose which is my um, problem and also low in, in sugar and uh, considering which sugars I'm allowed to eat and so I've created some sugar-free um, well refined sugar-free um, recipes and I, now that I'm a mom, I okay. also do them for my, my son. So can you uh, share some sugar substitute uh, things we can use for our baby food? So I, I, I go with um, vegetables and I use fruit. So my, the fruits okay. that I'm allowed to eat, uh, for example, banana, papaya, which are extremely sweet, but they are low in fruit sugar. Okay. And so, and they are great for mm -hmm. recipes. Banana, for example, is also very good to substitute eggs. So if you don't eat eggs, you can always use okay. banana and it kind of solidifies um, baking recipes. There's also in the internet where you can see the conversion, mm -hmm. how much bananas you need for how much egg. Um, but I also use vegetables. I love pumpkin. Um, I have a lot of recipes with pumpkin. I have recipes with sweet potato. And yeah, and what I usually try and do is create one oh, recipe wow. and then change just the, the vegetable or the fruit that I use. And, and that makes it already something new and tasty for my son. So yeah, that's what I usually do. Wow, that's amazing. If you can share with us a recipe that mothers can easily cook for their children. So I have a, a recipe that is a two-in-one recipe. I I use it um, okay. to, make, <laughs> to make a pudding and pancakes. So mm -hmm. I start with the pudding. I, oh, wow. I make, okay. I mix two, two eggs with two bananas, ripe bananas. Um, I add in one yeah. cup of milk. Um, I use mm -hmm. almond milk, so it's a nut milk. But you mm -hmm. can use any any kind of milk. I advise for children to choose a sugar-free milk. That's what I use. And the banana has enough sugar. So, okay. I mean, the banana is extremely mm -hmm. sweet. I mix everything together. And then I put the, the batter, half of the batter, usually it's half that I need, into small little cups. And I put them in boiling, the mm -hmm. cup in boiling water so that the the boiling water will heat up the pudding and cook it slowly. And then the rest of okay. the batter that I have, I add in five spoons of almond uh, flour, but you can use any flour. 
Um, I've also used um, coconut flour before and it's also very good and I mix this and from this new mixture I make pancakes and the pancakes I love when I go out with my son so there's something he can eat um, when he's hungry and we are on the road and the, the, the puddings oh, I, wow. I have like a dessert it's kind of like a dessert after he's eaten his meal and me and my husband are eating so that he has something in front of him and he feels part of the table um, and so I put mm-hmm. the pudding in front and he, he, he takes it as he, as he likes. So it, it is because he's only 10 months, so it is a bit messy. <laughs> but it's also a very good mm-hmm. coordination exercise for him to, to try mm-hmm. manage putting the food into his, his mouth. And he has a spoon, so he can choose to use the spoon and not. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a training for him also for when he's older, how to use a spoon and how to eat by himself or how to use his hands and pick up things. So that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, is that a lot to, uh, you know, learn from you? I was speaking with my husband about your podcast and we were speaking about the potty training. Okay. And, um, oh. and I was telling him, oh, it was so interesting, this idea of every day just putting a few minutes um, just to create the habit. And um, he said, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, this was like, I don't know, maybe two, three weeks ago that we were speaking about it. And I think yesterday or the day before yesterday, he said, oh, so we really have to start looking into buying the seat for the toilet so that he can start. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we have to really think yeah. of it. And so I found it interesting that now that we're doing the the call that he um, that he also remembered and he reminded me oh that that was really interesting and that was really important so we have to add that in. <laughs> it's really a wonderful thing that I'm able to share this with. Thank you, Isabel, for sharing many insightful details, techniques, home remedies, and I hope all mothers who will listen this podcast will get benefit from this. So with that, we have come to the end of this episode and. Please do share this podcast with your friends, your colleagues and all the mothers in your network. I would also like to request all my listeners to please share your thought, views, feedback about today's episode. And if you have any topic on which you want me to cover on my podcast, please write to me. Would love to receive your comments. I will see you next week. Till then, bye-bye. <laughs>